Welcome to the Healing Begins podcast channel. My name is Pastor Gail Crock. I'm the Executive Director of Spiritual Care Consultants. And I've got Dr. Marcy Larson back with us. Say hello. Hello. Good to be back again. Today we're going to talk about a very, I would call it, a very hard, difficult subject as it relates to experiencing traumatic grief. And when is it time to heal? When is it time to get some real, some, another, I would say maybe another level of healing from your grieving process? Because, um... We were just talking here, and we weren't on the podcast. We go, boy, this would be a good podcast. So, <laughs> so because, here we go. Uh, here we go. We've never done this before. We're going where no man has gone before. Uh, when When is it the appropriate time to heal? Because I've shared with Dr. Larson, I've had people come in where they've lost a child, and they've lost a husband to circumstances, and they're sitting in my chair here. Yeah. And the question I asked them was simple. Did you have time to grieve mm-hmm. and they would look at me well it's been five years yeah. I have and they talk about their grieving process and then the, the other question I have is are you ready to try our healing process yeah. and that person thinks about it and they go okay because you know how what are your sometimes thoughts sometimes you're not this? No, sometimes correct. you are not ready to heal and I think back even to when I started seeing my therapist who is is really amazing but I had to admit to her you know rather early on I said I'm afraid Mm -hmm. to heal I am afraid to get better because in my heart I Mm -hmm. felt like the grief and the sadness were what kept me close my son Mm -hmm. and if I let go of some of that grief and those kind of emotions that somehow I would be like more okay with the fact that he's dead or just forgetting him or somehow that connection would be less strong if I let go of that and I remember what she told me is the grief is not what holds you close to Andy the love is what holds you close to Andy. But you have to kind of get there on your own. And you, you have know. to be ready to know that and to be able to say, which some days I am and sometimes I'm not, even today, three years later, mm-hmm. is that some days I feel like, yep, I know that it's the love that holds me with him. And then there are a few times I'm like, no, 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 I can't let go of this grief. I have to hold it close with me because that's where Andy is, you know. And yet that pain can be a terrible trigger point. Oh, horrible. It can horrible. mess up your job. It can I mean, now a lot of times people think, well, if I'm healed, I won't have any I won't cry no more. No, that's a, that's not true. So, no. when we talk about healing, you know, if you lost a child, you always got that connection to your child. Yeah. And there will be days that you think of your child and you cry, not because you're in pain, because you miss your kid. Yeah. And that's normal. But, you know, the Bible, but what the Lord showed me, and, and, and I was sharing this with Dr. Larson before we got on the podcast. When I was developing the healing process that we use, the Lord took me back to his crucifixion, which was the best PTSD event in the world. They whipped him, they put a crown of thorns on his head, they laid him on a cross. They took hammers and nails and drove them through his hands. Now, can you imagine the sound of that hammer? They took 
flesh out of him. And then he said, remember when Thomas heard how he had raised from the dead? And I go, yeah. And he goes, and Thomas said, oh, I ain't going to believe unless I put my hands in his side and in his, in his nail prints. And then the Lord said, remember, I peered in the room and there's Thomas. And I walked up to old Thomas and I go, put your hands in my side. And Thomas said, and he goes, and that's when the Lord showed me something. He goes, you don't, you don't put your hands in a raw wound. So when we do healing at spiritual care, it is the Lord who dictates mm -hmm. how much of that grief and pain he lifts off you. And I think what he actually does, there's a level of healing that you go through like peeling an onion. And there's different levels and different stages, just like there's different levels and different stages in grief. And I think you've got to know when you're ready to go to the next level. Right. I think you're 100% right. And I don't think it's a one-time deal. No. I think you can you can do this and do some healing. So for me, you know, I did some EMDR therapy mm -hmm. with my therapist that was helpful because it was hard. I mean, interestingly, I told my story on the other podcast that we did and that we were in an accident. And obviously when I came to, I think when I looked at the police report, we had there were seven ambulances there because it was a multi-car accident. And I think there were probably about three fire trucks. So there were, you imagine the number of sirens that came, oh, right? Yeah. I don't remember hearing any of them. But in those months and even years afterwards, if I would hear a siren, it would bring me back. Mm -hmm. It would bring me back. I could feel the grass as I'm sitting there. I could... I, I mean, even the smells would start to come back because that would trigger me, those things, even though I don't remember. And so I those things don't bother me like they used to. So that is better. But there are still things that are terrible, right? Mm -hmm. I still, I mean, Andy died on 131. I have to go down that road all the time. Do I look almost every time over at the exact spot where he died? Nope. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. So it's just, and but maybe someday I won't, right? And that will be a different, when I'm at a different part of my healing, I would say. You know, when we do inner healing, we deal with sights, sounds, smells, mm -hmm. and body memories when we do inner healing. And what we do is we invite the Lord himself who sat beside you in that accident. Yeah. We invite him into the room to remove those trigger points. The longing and the missing of your child is never removed because that, well, they're, that they're a part of you. They're part of me. Yeah. But those trigger points, when it's time, I have seen the Lord take a level of healing into someone's life and totally help them. And then, it, and then they told their story about how they came to a different level. And by the way, it's really good. I'm thinking about something that everybody is different. Some it takes two years. Some it takes three years. Some it takes longer. Grief, there's no cookie cutter approach to grief. Everybody is different. So if you have a friend and they're grieving and it's been a year and you think they ought to be over it, you're actually the one that's in the wrong. You are totally the one that's in the wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. I've heard that before. It's been six months. Aren't you better? It's been <laughs> a year. Aren't you better? Like, nope, not better. Just now, not what's better. What's wrong with you, you know? <laughs> right. And then you feel like there must be something wrong with you. 
Yeah. Like, I guess I should be better. They're telling me I should be better, so I should be better, but no. So that's what's so great about you telling your story because there's probably a number of people listening who say, man, I've heard that very thing. You should be better by now. Yeah. And you mean it's normal that I'm not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're normal. Uh, this is normal. I always just feel like I just want to know that I'm still moving. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still moving. I'm not stuck because I don't want to be stuck. And I always I think about uh, the movie Finding Nemo and how oh, yeah. Dory says, just keep swimming. And I know I'm just going to keep swimming. And sometimes <laughs> I'm swimming backwards and sometimes I'm swimming sideways. And sometimes I am swimming forward. But as long as I'm still swimming, I'm still moving. That's you right. know? Mm-hmm. And that's that's important. Well, sometimes all you can do is put one foot in front of the other. Yeah. And it's, you know, and this is such a journey, folks. And it's such a journey of grieving. And then there's healing. You know, in the in the when the children of Israel took the promised land, God said to them, I'm not going to give you the land all at once. You're going to take it little by little. And the reason he did it is he knew if they took the land all at once, they would not be able to maintain what they had received. And it's the same way in our lives. He doesn't peel our onion all at once. He takes us little by little. He knows what we can handle. He knows us. And he takes us and it says in Philippians that he who has begun a good work in you, he will bring it to completion. So, And he has made us in a way that we will only take it a bit at a time. Correct. You know, I think about your brain and how it works and how it just lets you process so much at a time. Because you can't. You can't do it all. Like if I felt everything from the moment Andy died, it would have been completely overwhelming to me. So I know my husband said he felt terribly guilty because in the ambulance when we were told that Andy Andy died, he didn't cry right away. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what's wrong with me? Why am I not crying right away? It's because his mind, he couldn't let himself go there mm-hmm. right at that moment, mm-hmm. right? There's already been so much trauma and he's injured and he just can't go the whole way. And that is just the way God made us to protect us a little bit, you know? It's really important. Um, I know as it relates to our brain, now I'm not a medical doctor, so you'll correct <laughs> me if I'm wrong. When, when people have gone through traumatic events and they come in here and they say to me, um, you know, I just can't remember. I say to them, well, why don't we deal with what you can remember? Because yeah. in time, when it's the right time, your brain and your body knows when it's okay to remember something. Yeah. So we are not going to try to remember something that you don't remember right now. Let's just work with what you do. And, and let me tell you, it's hard when you don't. I mean, I have... 20 or 30 minutes that are gone and and you know when I sort of came to I remember asking Eric is he gonna be okay I, what happened is he going to be okay and he looked at me like he didn't understand what was happening because I had obviously gotten out of the car mm-hmm. I was sitting in the grass I looked like I was aware of what was going on but I actually wasn't and I have no memory Mm-hmm. of getting out of the car, of seeing any of that. I have no memory of that. And it's really hard. 
I mean, it's really hard to know that, you know, that I was there for Andy's first breath and I was there for his last and I don't remember it. And I desperately want to, but that hasn't been given to me yet. And mm -hmm. I don't know that it ever will be. I feel like it's been three years. Probably it won't, but I don't know. And right now, I mean, I guess God has protected me from that having that memory and I don't know if I always have that memory protected or not but it's just the way it is it's so hard to have that missing blank of time yes I was in a motorbike accident landed on my head on the highway one time and skidded down the road on my back and they called the ambulance and I woke up under, I woke up under x-ray lights but they said I was walking around going I can't afford to take the ambulance, and they coax me in the ambulance. I don't remember any of it. No. I remember what hurts. Well, I don't want to move. I'm yeah. under x-ray lights, you know, but it's so hard. You got that missing piece of time. If you're going to come back, it'll come back in God's time, but, or but it might not even. It might not even. No, yeah. and that's the thing, and we don't know why it is, and so it's pretty common when people have been through trauma to have missing blanks of time. Mm -hmm. And... But, I, but wow, your story about what you've been through. And um, I do believe when the time is right, God would like to help bring a level of healing from the, some of the heaviness of that grief. Yeah. But you've definitely got to take time to grieve. Yeah, it's, it's funny because I listened to a couple of your podcasts I was telling you earlier. And I listened to one of them with my husband. And we got to the end and I said whoa where was he where was he when this was all happening because i think of how helpful you know that that could have been even though i know you couldn't have done everything right away mm -hmm. but i still feel like what a benefit that would have been and what a benefit that still could be to me even now and in the future mm -hmm. because there is so much just pain still there's the so much suffering in the world and the and, and that pain and the suffering is just increasing in the day in which we live yeah and, and i think too just to tell you you know i so this anniversary is coming up that of the three-year anniversary of andy's death i have had a headache on and off for a week hmm. that has just and i know it's the stress mm -hmm. and it's the anxiety and it's the anniversary, and it's all the tears that have cried, and all of that, and it's and I don't think I relax at night because I wake up at five in the morning mm -hmm. and my head's just killing me. And it's it's that it's that it's taken mm -hmm. the, all of that has come into my body now. You mm -hmm. know, all of that yes has come to me, and it's it's not organic that it started right. that there there's nothing wrong with me medically no no but but i know that that's all of that and we would call that suffer. the wound of your soul that is now affecting your mind your will and your emotions over time yeah there's effects that have gone on and and that's why you would really need to uh, go listen to the podcast soul slivers on mental health that's the one that we listen yes, to yes yes and because that the Lord put that on my heart. He goes, people need to understand that. So I do believe we could partner up and help each other and, and there could be some benefit. But it's a journey. You got The hard part about this is there's two things you're talking about today. It's entering in on the journey with a person, but also 
people hurt. They really suffer about the around the anniversary time when someone died. Oh, sure. And then they struggle on holidays. Oh, yeah, holidays are. Can you talk about how you make it through that? Oh, it was yeah. It's so incredibly difficult. And one of the things I we did a grief share <clears throat> with our church, and they have a holiday surviving the holidays thing. And I've done a surviving the holidays episode on my Always mm-hmm. Annie's Mom podcast about just trying to get a plan and and things like that <laughs> you know i've talked to a lot of different people our first year this is going to sound crazy but our very first year you know andy died in august and we had our first christmas i'm like what am i going to do andy loved christmas he loved everything mm. about christmas i did not want to do anything mm. we didn't put up a tree i didn't buy gifts for the kids i didn't do anything my, I have an aunt who lives out in Las Vegas. So we actually, we went to my good friend Michelle's house and for Christmas Eve dinner. Um, so we went there and had dinner with them. And then, interestingly, a person that we don't even know bought my kids gifts, like nice gifts. Bought my daughter an iPad and bought my son mm-hmm. a, a some PlayStation thing or something. I don't know what it was. Um, and they, like, I have no idea who she even is, but she wanted to give my kids something for Christmas. And then we got on an airplane and flew to Las Vegas. So here we were, Christmas Eve night, flying to Las Vegas because I couldn't do the normal stuff. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do our normal going to church and, and all of that. It was just, it was just too difficult to be able to do you know I think about our our first Easter happened to be Andy's birthday mm. and you know we have there I went to church and we had a huge thing of flowers and Andy's name but in the middle of church I left and I like threw up in the bathroom because I was just so I mean just so much emotion and so much it just you know, every year I feel like now we're able to do like a little bit more. Mm. You know, we did a tree. I couldn't put up like this last year we did a tree. I couldn't put up any of my normal ornaments. So I went to Hobby Lobby and I bought a thing of ornaments that was like just a cheap all blue ornaments. <laughs> so they were none of our personalized ones, but my son really wanted a tree and so we did a tree. It just wasn't like personalized. So I feel like you you talk with your family and you do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. It's really important. Uh, really, really important. Tell them again about your podcast channel and how they can find that. Yeah, so I, my podcast is called Losing a Child, Always Andy's Mom. So you can type in the whole thing or if you go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anything, you can just also type in Always Andy's Mom and it will come up. Um, and then my webpage is andysmom.com and you can actually email me at marcy at andysmom.com and that's m-a-r-c-y different ways to spell marcy but m-a-r-c-y at andysmom.com if you want to just contact me because i love hearing from people Mm -hmm. i do i just you know i think back to when i started this podcast so i did three episodes to begin with i did one with my husband one with Gwen Capsha, who's been on your show, and one with my friend Stephanie, who's now is the um, is at Starlight Ministries as well. And I remember Stephanie saying that she went to a bereaved mother's retreat and early on, and she just to 
kind of figure out where to go with her life. And they set, had them try to define themselves. Mm-hmm. And she was finding what her talents were and how to define herself. And I remember thinking to myself, you know what I am? Is I am a caregiver. Like I've always kept thinking about when you, when you lose a child, when you go through this, if you lose your spouse, you, you end up being a label, like, right? I, and I, you know, I was a pediatrician. I was a mom of three. I felt like I'm not a pediatrician anymore because I wasn't practicing. I'm not a mom of three anymore. Think about all the things that you're not, right? If you mm-hmm. were a wife. I'm not a wife anymore. I'm a widow. I'm the, but you start to think, like, but what am I really at my core? And I was like, at my core, I'm a caregiver. Mm-hmm. I love caring for my own children. I love being a mom. It's my joy in life. I love being a pediatrician. I love caring for families. Mm-hmm. And I thought, how can I be a caregiver in my grief? And I'm a caregiver in my grief by doing the podcast. Well, and I think, too, you can really relate to people going through dramatic pain. Yeah. You, you felt it. You've been there. Uh, maybe you did not exactly the way they've been through, but you understand that it takes time for families to recover. You know, and it's funny because you think that a lot of those differences matter. I went to my first grief support group, and I, I would, there were probably a dozen parents there, families, and four of us lost children, and everyone else there had lost their children as adults. So they were in their 30s, their 40s, 20s, some of them, a lot of them were married, they had other kids, and I remember thinking at the beginning, what do I have in common with this woman in her 70s whose 45-year-old daughter died of cancer? Mm. Like, what do I have in common with her? How can I relate to her? But it turns out so much, mm-hmm. so much, because things went out of order, and you went through this tremendous loss. And even though it was completely different, it's completely different to lose a forty-five-year-old daughter mm-hmm. to cancer or a fifteen-year-old son in a car accident, and a you know an eight-month-old to congenital heart disease. I mean, those are all different things. Mm-hmm. But we all found that we had so much more in common. And we did not. And so we can really help each other. Well, we truly do weep for those who weep and we mourn with those who mourn. And there's great value when you meet people that have lost a loved one that you just, more than not, are present mm-hmm. with them. Speaks louder than any words we could say. Don't, don't, don't stop the tears from coming because... It's okay to show. I showed emotion as a chaplain all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, my wife would say, well, you cry a lot anyways. But I, w- I show emotion. I know how to turn it off. I know how to put it in the back of my mind. But the Lord would say to me, hey, you need to show, it's okay to show your feelings. Oh, yeah. Because even listening to you today, I'm fighting back tears because you're sharing your heart. But I know that what you're sharing is going to go out and on the airwaves and it's going to help bring some healing and peace to so many people that are looking 
for hope right now. So Well, that's certainly always been my goal. You know, when we made the podcast originally, that our mission was to provide hope and healing. Yeah. And that hope that you can keep going forward, yeah. even though you don't think so, yeah. even though you think your life's done and there's yeah. just no point to it anymore, yeah. you still can and there's still hope. And and healing doesn't mean forgetting. And no. healing doesn't mean no. that you've gotten over it or you don't miss your child or your loved one anymore. Healing just means making that wound so it's not raw anymore. Correct. Just like you said. I mean, back to that very thing that you don't put your hand in an open wound, but that wound was still there. It was still visible. It's just not open and hurting all the time. There's a uh, obscure scripture, and I, and, and I love it, and where the Lord says, um, Is there no balm of Gilead? Is there no healing for my people? Is there no physician there? Mm-hmm. And the balm of Gilead is a scriptural word. is for the Lord's healing. And the Lord desires to put some salve, some balm on your wounds if you're listening today. The Lord desires, because one of his names in the Bible is the great physician. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. he, and, and he desires to come alongside and put some salve in the wound of your heart and let you know you're not alone. He's with you. You're going to make it. And he wants to bring a level of healing. I don't know if you've ever heard of that scripture. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the Lord crying out in the Bible, mm-hmm. is there no physician there? Yeah. To me, that speaks just about the pain and the suffering yeah. people go through and how his heart He's got so much compassion for us in our pain. And I do believe with all my heart that when he cries, he cries with us. He does. I think this is a good ending point Mm -hmm. for this. And I know I'd like to say a prayer for you today. That Jesus, the great doctor, the head of this ministry, and the head of your ministry would take some salve his presence and just put some healing on you today Lord we just pray that the angel of your presence would be dispatched to go to heal to bring some salve Jesus bring some of that precious balm of Gilead that you have and I pray that you would help different ones you know where they're at that you would bring them to a level where they thought they could never go and I pray that you would put the bomb in their wound and let them maybe just let them for the first time feel your presence and to know you're there In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're crying over here. (laughs) Don't know what what you're doing over there, but thank you for joining me today, Dr. Larson. Oh, thank Thank you so much again for having me. It's been so so good and yet so hard to talk about. And listen, 
if you need Dr. Larson, the information is right on here. Yep. Get a hold of her. If you need spiritual care, you can go to our, you can email me at gale, G-A-L-E, at spiritualcareconsultants.com. You can call our ministry at 269-929-2901. We do virtual and we do in person. So we are available, but thank you for joining me for this podcast called When It Is Time to Heal. When it is time, you'll kind of know in your heart that maybe you should take the next step. God bless you. God be with you. And let his presence surround you always. Bye-bye. This podcast is brought to you by Thornapple Flooring and Furniture, where our beautiful homes begin.